0: Topic of the Dhammaton Katya this evening is of the three roots of wholesomeness and those are aloba adosa amoha in the Pali scriptural language which translates as non-greed, non-hatred and non-delusion. Now you will surely remember um, some of uh, the definitions for wholesomeness, and uh, for those who don't certainly remember, allow me to briefly refresh uh, those definitions. Gosala wholesomeness is whatever action that is in conformity with nibbana and certainly conduces to its attainment. Actions done you know, that certainly lead, do not lead to one's own affliction, to others' affliction, to the affliction of both those, according to the Rahulavada you know, Sutta, are you know, considered you know, to be wholesome um, uh, uh, actions based on wholesomeness. The Atasalini. Defines the wholesomeness Kusan as follows it says its characteristic um, is faultless happy results, destruction of unwholesomeness (coughs) is its function, and sapna then purity is its recurring manifestation and wise attention is said to be its proximate cause. Terms that have been proposed for non-greed are qualities such as unselfishness, liberality, generosity, thoughts and actions of sacrifice, and sharing and renunciation. Now, the Dhamma Sanghani offers certainly the following synonyms for non-greed. Namely, it certainly says it's being greedlessness, being desireless, without desire, non-attachment, not having attachment, being without attachment, non-covetousness, non Breed. Miata Salini proposes certainly the following definition. Namely, it says, non-covetousness is that which does not covet others' property. Now Non-Greed is not the mere absence of greed as we shall see in a moment. The its 14th chapter defines certainly this non-greed as certainly having the characteristic of the mind's lack of desire for its object, or a non-adherence to the object, just like a drop of water on a lotus leaf, which will not stick to the lotus leaf. Its function is uh, not to lay hold, and its manifestation comes as non-attachment. And so this quality of non-greed, which is actually mm, a mental factor by itself, Mm, separately mentioned or specifically mentioned in the Abhidhamma, it certainly covers positive virtues such as generosity and renunciation as well. Now, allow me to mention at least uh, some of the most important points with regard to generosity. So generosity that uh, falls under the term al-lova, non-greed. The Buddha has certainly given rather uh, detailed and certainly comprehensive um, teachings on how to practice generosity. There is more to it than one might certainly think at first sight. The Pani term for generosity is what? Dana, and that's correct. And this term is derived from the root da, which means to give, and thus the the subjects or the noun, nadana Dana means, Bestow or or, the term, yeah, the noun Nadana means bestowing or giving. Giving is said, or Dana is certainly said to be a giving away or distribution. The Buddha's teachings reflect a very high regard and respect for all life and all its ethical behavior is founded on the basic humanitarian attitude. Since life is regarded as the most precious thing for every being, it is put forward as the fundamental duty of every human being to refrain from causing any harm or damage to another's life and also to behave in such a way that one's behaviour results in the highest good and happiness of as many beings as possible. Now as an expression of this high regard and respect for life we have the precepts and we have in particular which precept? First. The very first one, which we have just recited, and which whichness says to refrain from any form of taking life. Or taking life of any uh, sanctioned being. So to avoid causing injury you know, to life, and this then we do coming from a ment- from mental factors such as compassion you know, for. Uh, others as well as loving-kindness wishing for the welfare and happiness of others now so when we look at the Buddha's teachings that there's so much emphasize the or hold respect for life in such high esteem, then with this we can see that generosity is one manifestation you know, that grows out of this respect for life. And it is clearly a wholesome action, if done properly. Now when it comes to uh, the second guideline for ethical conduct this or precept this clearly states to refrain from taking what is not given. So Adena Dana Viramini Sikabram Samadhi Yami. Now this precept limits and limits and tries to you know, prevent mm, any form of Fatna transgression with regard to others' uh, property. Now, Dana goes even a step further, namely, by voluntarily sharing, um, gifting material item, material possessions or sharing one's certain skills and knowledge with others. Now, Dana's mentioned in the texts are on many occasions, also in the context of many different teaching groups. So when it comes to ways of acquiring merit, punyā, the texts suddenly speak of dana meya punya the texts speak of sila mea punya as well as Bhavana mea punya. And this satna then, the first one meaning uh, the first way of acquiring merit is through acts of generosity. The second way of acquiring merit is satna through observing precepts. And the third one is satna through you know, mental development. Now, the Buddha has uh, given very detailed explanations with Fatna regarding certain to the qualities of a donor, the qualities of fatna, the recipient, then uh, the donation itself, the motivation for and giving the benefits to be, uh, to be expected. So let us uh, gradually uh, take uh, a closer look at certain of these aspects. Also, how to properly um, perform an act of gen- uh, generosity. So the way of handing over a gift, or um, when it would be a proper time to hand over a gift. Now in terms of uh, the qualities that ideally a donor should certainly uh, possess, the Nikaya uh, states that a donor should be one of a, a person with faith and person who has faith in the nobility of a morally sound life as well as faith in the Buddhist teachings on Kamma and Vipaka, so on action and karmic results. A donor has been described in the text as a a person who keeps an open house who is uh, who keeps an open house for you know, the needy, who is like a wellspring for recluses, Brahmins, the destitute, wayfarers, wanderers and beggars. A donor is one who is generous, who is interested in sharing you know, with others. A donor is also you know, one who understands the difficulties of you know, others and is open-handed, ever ready to comply with another's you know, request. Now, a donor ideally is also a person who has much, who is happy and uh, is joyous before giving um, or before performing an act of generosity, so when preparing for it. planning the act of generosity, thinking what to give, how to give, at which point in time. A a donor is also a person who is certainly joyous and happiness while uh, performing an act of uh, generosity. And a donor is certainly one who is satna joyous and certainly happy after having uh, given and um, or having performed an act of generosity. Now, Sutapata verse one o two, states. The wealthy man or woman who enjoys his or her riches by himself or herself without sharing is said to be digging his or her own grave. Now, why would you say, is this the case? Why is someone who's not, a wealthy person, who's not willing to share, said to be digging his or her own grave? Can you see the meaning here? It sounds to me like they're just giving, more and more of themselves to greed. Ah, I mean, greed is just overtaking. Mm-hmm. Without a sense of of distributing. Mm-hmm. No, uh, differently put? A wealthy miser who does not want to share. Um, deprives himself or herself of the opportunity to perform wholesome deeds and thus to gain wholesome karmic results. And those wholesome karmic results are important for the future or not? They are important, they are important indeed. Now, as for you know, the qualities a receip- of the recipient, we find different certain <coughs> things uh, given here, given in the text. For one thing, a recipient could be a guest, a traveler, mm, <coughs> the sick, and uh, no, then those suffering from a famine. So those in need of food and then the texts also point out that the virtuous should be always suddenly considered. Namely, um, they should be considered first, when it comes to sharing the first fruits of fresh crops. Now, in the Christian tradition, and certainly thanksgiving, what happens? Farmers will... Get drunk! (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Farming family. Oh, you're from a farming family, that's <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Well, I've learned something. <laughs> so usually, usually then what do people uh, do? Gardeners, uh, those who grow vegetables and uh, uh, they're, they're grow wheat, etc. <laughs> They harvest the crops and then share it. Share it how, how and where? A feast. And they make a feast, mm-hmm. and from a Christian point of view, well, the first crop doesn't it get taken to the church, mm-hmm. and certainly uh, on, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. placed there the on the altar. Huh? No. <laughs> no, that's not the case anymore. No. Oh, in Europe that's the case. <laughs> I learned yet another thing. <laughs> so, at least in, the, in certain uh, religious, certain traditions, even in Asia, mm, there is certainly this. Uh, uh, the tradition of uh, sharing the first uh, uh, crop uh, with uh, uh, the virtuous. Now, the Buddha said or advice on whom to give a certain unique law, namely the advice to whom alms should be given in order to obtain great fruit. And his Advice or you know, reply you know, to this was you know, that uh, the first uh, crop you know, should be offered to you know, the v- or or you know, offered to uh, the virtues because this will bear great uh, fruit and in addition you know, to you know, this. The texts inform us, the higher the degree of purity, of realization of a virtuous person, the better. So if one then gives, or makes an offering to, let's say, a stream enter, then this uh, 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 yields you know, many results. If one, however, gives um, gives um, alms or other you know, things you know, to a once-returner or a non-returner, this would yield even greater you know, fruits and giving to an arahant is said you know, to yield the highest fruits. So the higher realized the person is, um, according to the Buddhist teachings, uh, donation given, um, offering uh, given, the higher will be the results or the fruits from uh, such uh, a deed, wholesome deed. The Sangha, for instance, in the Ratna Sutta, so the discourse on the jewels, speaks of the Sangha as a field, a great field of merits, bunyaketam, in the Padi in the scriptural language. Now, does this mean we should not give to beggars? It doesn't mean that. <coughs> but when we know that uh, um, the donations Um, Or or if we know that a person is, let's say, using donations to purchase alcohol, would you say that it would be wise to give in this case? Not really. Now, it's good to have faith in the Buddha's teachings and karma and certain you know, results, action and result. Mm, but it's also you know, good you know, to use one's certain discretion, uh, one's certain wisdom. Now, when it comes to you know, the donations, what is fit you know, to be given? Does it always have to be extremely expensive items? Bari, what would you say? Not really. So even a very small uh, item of, uh, uh, let's say, you know, not so much uh, value, if it's given with a proper uh, attitude, full of faith, and certainly uh, full of uh, wholesome uh, qualities. And then, even such uh, an act of generosity can yield great uh, merits. There's certainly uh, the story of uh, uh, a king at some point uh, in uh, history of in the history of Sri Lanka. Who retreat? Who was uh, involved in a you know, battle? The battle you know, was about to be mm, or you No, know, it was that lost. The king had to uh, escape. He did so on a horse, and he had with him just uh, you know, one or mm, with him uh, a, mm, a container of food for just one meal as he was riding along he came across a monastic who it was suddenly uh, uh, of a very serene appearance and suddenly the king um, spontaneously decided you know, to offer uh, the meal um, uh, that he the only meal that he had uh, with him to this monastic it turned out that the you know, monastic was an arahant and later on, much later, before you know, the king you know, was about sudden to pass away, he was asked among all the gifts that he had. So, Um, performed in his lifetime which one was most precious to him and he said that gift of offering a meal to that serene monk on the road. Now when it comes to uh, donations or uh, items to uh, be uh, then given uh, this satna does not or uh, is not limited to only material things but as mentioned can also include giving or sharing one's skills, sharing one's satna knowledge, giving Good uh, advice, precious such advice, as well as certain maybe uh, giving um, one's, uh, sharing one's time, sharing one's certain energy, etc. Now, the aspect of fatna, the virtue of fatna, the donor, also plays a role. So, a gift is said to be purified by the virtuousness of fatna, the donor. So, if the donor happens to be himself or herself and a virtuous person then that will even make the gift more valuable No, there's not just that giving of material things and sharing one's certainly knowledge, etc., but also you know, the giving of the dhamma. So sharing the dhamma with others, which is considered you know to be a, you know, the highest form of dana, giving. A dumbbell book written to another person would suddenly come under uh, this category. Now human beings are strange beings they <laughs> even when it comes to a whole performing a wholesome deed like an act of Fatna generosity may still do so with all kinds of uh, motivations can you think of Fatna some? wholesome and some maybe not quite so wholesome motivations a wholesome motivation would be to gain merit for the gaining of nirvana ah there you go and so you're going right to the main point that's the most noble motivation in giving uh, in giving something other motivations that certainly the buddha has spoken of could be Would be what? A good rebirth. What's that? A good rebirth. Uh, wishing for a good rebirth. Yes, indeed. Anything else? Compassion. Compassion. How's that? Oh, uh, uh, out of compassion, wanting to uh, relieve someone's certain suffering. Yes, that's a good point. Now, what about those people? They give a small amount in hopes of receiving something big in return. <laughs> is this familiar to you? Ah, uh, it is. And um, what about those who have uh, received uh, something and suddenly think, well, I've received something, so let me give something in return. Or What about those who feel threatened by another person in the community and then say, well, uh, I want to live in peace, so maybe if I give something to this uh, threatening person, maybe this will help to alleviate his or her uh, anger. And so, basically, giving out of fear. Is yet another motivation for giving. Or a rather nasty form of threatening giving is based in the motivation of, or with, is, is done with annoyance or as a way of offending the recipient. Or with the idea of even, uh, even insulting him or her. So this certainly, uh, obviously, is done with a rather malicious attitude. Now, the Anguttara Nikaya, you know, speaks of eight motivations for you know, giving, and out of those we've covered already, several. Mm, A further motivation would be one gives, because giving generally in society is considered to be a good thing to do, or one could give, uh, let's say, alms food, I mean considering well, you know these monastics they don't cook, but I am cooking, and certainly it would be inappropriate for me, who is cooking not to give though to those who are not ki- cooking, and as a result of this one then, i give certain some food now there's yet another you know, form, a bit certain a form of giving that is based on a motivation that is not quite pure namely one is generous with a motivation or with an idea of becoming famous in one's community here this is the great donor xyz the most um uh, generous among all donors and so basically this is done you know, an act of generosity is done you know, in view of gaining a big reputation a reputation as a very or gaining a good certain reputation as a very generous person now The last and eighth motivation for giving, as listed in the Anguja Nikaya, is the one mentioned by the Venerable Kemakur Bhikkhu, Namely, one gives with an intention, with a motivation to realize uh, uh, Nibbana. And the way it's put in uh, the party language and then uh, translated is one gives one gives arms one makes certain offerings you know, to adorn and beautify one's own mind and of course the development of futner the mind is a way of beautifying one's certain own mind now when we give something away ideally we should uh, do so without any um, second without any um, other hidden agenda in the mind without any expectations uh, for uh, something in return so the intention itself is extremely important we have to make sure that it is an uh, absolutely pure intention The intention is so important because you know, the, the intentions very much determine the ethical quality of an action, as well as certainly the karmic results of Fudna those. Now, when it comes to the manner of giving. Even in this regard, the Buddha has given good Satna advice. Now, In giving something, do we want to humiliate Satna, the recipient? Do we want to belittle that person or even hurt his or her feelings? would you say not so there should be none of that nor do we want to embarrass another you know, person making some the recipient feel really you know, bad so when we perform an act of generosity then we want to do so uh, with uh, much consideration and respect, certain for the recipient. Now, when we do this, so there is certain respect, consideration, and respect for you know, the recipient, and so we give something to the recipient, this Satna will then um, contribute to what? What will grow out of such an act of generosity? From the recipient's point of view, someone comes and offers certain offers you something, and treats you with much consideration and respect. Gratitude, yes. And uh, will this elicit uh, some uh, friendliness towards uh, the donor? Thoughts of uh, appreciation? So an act of uh, generosity can can be said to be mutually enriching uh the friendliness among uh, the two, namely the donor and Satna the recipient. The Buddha specifies Satna further that it is good To give with one's own hand, sahata nadeti in the Pali scriptural language. So the personal involvement in an act of fatna generosity is uh, uh, important. And the reason uh, here is because this will help to. Promote the rapport, a personal uh, rapport uh, between the donor and uh, the recipient. Now, when we want to perform an act of generosity, then it's wise to give the whole thing some thought and good certain consideration so what are we going to uh, offer how do we going to now offer this etc now to grab the cheapest item that is left at home and go to the recipient and say, hi, here. here's what I have for you. <laughs> and, uh, and then you're happy because um, uh, you've got less cleaning up to do at home. <laughs> then that is an inappropriate uh, way of doing things. So we want to give not things that are worth uh, to be thrown away, but certain things uh, that uh, um, are uh, worthy uh, to be uh, given and um, that will likely uh, elicit uh, um, a positive response in the recipient. Now, when we give something, we want to do so, and we want to do so, and so we want to be basing our act of generosity in uh, faith. Faith in uh, the Buddha's teachings, in you know, the teachings on. Uh, action and karmic results. The time aspect should also be considered. To give you an example here, when it's uh, um, when a heat wave mm-hmm. goes suddenly through the uh, a, a country, and then. To go and offer someone else a blanket with the words, uh, here, I, this is what I have for you to keep warm, when in fact it is already uh, hot at night time and one gets by without a blanket, then such a gift would be inappropriate in terms of timing. Or when it's freezing cold outside, to offer a t-shirt to someone who is suddenly shivering might also be a bit out of context. And so, Kalena Deity is certainly the Pani term here, we want to give at the proper time. And certainly to meet uh, a dire need when it's certainly there. As Chris has mentioned earlier on, when someone is in need, someone is suffering, out of compassion we may want to then help to alleviate the suffering and give food or clothing or a place to stay, etc. When we give, we want to do so with understanding and discretion. We also want to make sure that the gift contributes to the well-being of the recipient. So to offer candies, To those who don't even have the money to purchase a toothbrush and toothpaste and uh, let alone have the money to go and see a dentist. So giving candies to them is is not very appropriate. There you go. No the ideal form of giving has been summarized in the following passage, namely giving thus the great person does not give unwillingly, nor by afflicting others, nor out of fear moral shame, or the scolding of those in need of gifts. When there is something excellent, one does not give what is mean. One does not give extolling oneself and disparaging others. One does not give out of desire for the fruit, nor with loathing for those who ask nor with lack of consideration rather one gives thoroughly with one's own hand at the proper time considerately without discrimination filled with joy throughout the three times namely before and during and after giving the gift having given One does not become remorseful afterwards. One does not become either conceited, one does not become uh, conceited in relation to the recipients, but behaves amiably towards them. Bountiful and liberal, one gives things together with a bonus. And this is Satna taken. From uh, the writings of Acharya Dhammapala on uh, generosity, the practice of giving. Now, in terms of uh, giving alms, so giving food, what would you say uh, would be uh, some of the benefits to be gained? He or she who gives alms, receives what? Gives what, and receives what? Well? Uh, Yes, that's correct. Well, more specifically, Someone who offers certain food to another person or to a community gives or contributes to the longevity of the recipients, of those who are going to eat the food. Now, without certain food, our physical, our body will wither And we look weak and old, but giving food to such a person then contributes to the good appearance of him or her. Now, such an act, giving food to someone who is hungry, will uh, cause which mental state to arise? Happiness—that's correct—and Satna So happiness arises in the recipient. So someone who's crave, who's hungry, like anything, and suddenly receives sudden food, obviously will be very pleased. Now, offering food is suddenly said to be offering strength to the recipients, especially their physical strength. And based on the physical strength, there is at least the potential for the development of mental strength. Now, another, um, and so all of these four points are based on the Anguotra Nikaya. And the text says, just as one is giving longevity and a good certain physical appearance, happiness, and strength and to others, so too, in return, the donor will gain longevity, will gain um, what is it so, um, a good certain physical appearance, happiness, and strength. A different passage mentions the same four qualities, plus, in addition. You know, to this, a fifth quality, namely that of discernment. So, in giving to others, you know, offering food to others, there are you know, um, one gives certainly these four qualities as well as the opportunity to develop you know, wisdom or discernment. And so, just as one gives to others, one then receives in the, the, the return. The fifth volume of the Angoja Nikaya, section 34, states that five blessings accrue to the Giver of alms, namely the affection of the many, noble association, good reputation, self-confidence, and heavenly rebirth. so self-confidence in the sense that the donor who happily gives to others will have nothing to do. You know, worry about he or she is performing a wholesome and deed, and certainly, thus, uh, when entering, um, let's say, some community meeting, this can be done with much self confidence. And certainly, the fifth benefit is given us heavenly, uh, taking a heavenly rebirth. Now, from a social uh, point of view, there is certainly yet, or from the point of view of a social uh, dimension, there is the cohesion and the solidarity that gets built through acts of generosity. So acts of generosity may help to bridge, shut the psychological gap between one person and another, between those who have uh, and those who don't have. Giving is said in accordance with uh, verse 187 of the Sutta pata uh, to uh, cement friendship. And uh, obviously, the donor uh, will be approached uh, by uh, the virtues uh, in, uh, when uh, there is uh, a need. Now, can you think of other benefits that come with generosity? Any other benefits? Apart from those that have been stated so far? Yes? Constance? Being a part, being a participant. Pardon it's, me? It's having, making an act that makes you a participant. Mm hmm and makes you a participant in the community. Yes, sure. Good point. What else? It gives you something good to reflect upon. Ah, it gives you something good or wholesome to reflect upon. So afterwards, after having performed an act of generosity, and this could be five years later, ten years later, or just a day later, or even on the same day, um, one can you know, then relive the act of fatna generosity and rejoice in it. So it's a wholesome, uh, it's a wholesome deed that satna will lead to the arising of wholesome. Mental states. Now, in line with your answer, the Buddha once asked the very wealthy supporter, lady supporter, uh, the Wisaka. About uh, you know, the benefits of generosity, she was an extremely uh, generous uh, person, very much looked after you know, the Buddha's and uh, you know, the needs of uh, the Buddhist needs and the needs of uh, you know, the Sangha. So to this question, uh, Lady Wisaka uh, answered, when reflecting on Nihana, uh, uh, then great delight. Or in gladness Bamoja uh, would arise in her and that in turn would lead to the arising of joy and the joy in turn would bring about mm, a stilling of the body the stealing of the body would bring about a stealing of the minds so capacity and uh, with the stilling of the body and the mind comes or arises a sense of ease, sukha, and that in turn prepares the ground for the arising of concentration and the concentration in turn uh, then um, helps you know, with the development of wisdom and ultimately this could even uh, contribute to the realization of the Dhamma. Now, when you think of uh, benefits of an act of uh, generosity, in terms of mental factors, we've discussed over the last couple of Dhamma you know, talks, Kusala Akusala states, and uh, certain sort of performing and wholesome act of generosity does what? How does it impact other mental factors? It erodes greed. It does what? It erodes greed. Yes, it will erode greed, it will weaken greed, and ultimately ultimately will contribute, but of course not alone, to the eradication of greed. Now, which other unwholesome mental factor might be affected by an act of generosity? Hatred. In which way? When you give, um, well, when there's generosity that arises in, in the mind, um, there's no place for hatred to arise at that moment. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yes. Okay. And then, what about miserliness? So, mm, being stingy. Dhammapada verse 223 says, Conquer miserliness with Thutna generosity. Carelessness and ignorance are said. To be further mental states that get weakened through acts of generosity. Now. To perform an act of generosity is not always easy, especially when those unwholesome mental states come into play so ignorance is the ignorance shows up and uh, carelessness is there and miserliness is there and much greed and hatred uh, are there so the Devatan Samyutta, which is a collection of discourses in this of the samtanika equates giving to a battle. It's a battle between unwholesome mental factors and wholesome mental factors. And so when an intention is there to do something wholesome, to perform an act of generosity, one should do so what? Quickly. Why should one do this quickly? You don't have time for a second thought about it. There you go. <laughs> because if one were to you know, take a lot of time and postpone it uh, 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 week by week, and then you know, sooner or rather, maybe rather sooner than later, the wholesome intention will fade away and uh, you know, the wholesome deed doesn't uh, take place. Now to close our come to an end with a statement of uh, the Buddha is certainly recorded in the Itiwutaka, namely section eighteen. The Buddha once said that if if people only knew the value of giving as he did. They would not take a simple meal without sharing their food with others. Allow me to conclude today's certain Discourse on the wholesome roots of non-greed. Aloba, with an emphasis on uh, generosity, on giving by wishing, may, <coughs> We all um, develop partner, the mind in such a way that our greed decreases, our ignorance certainly decreases also that our egocentricity <coughs> uh, decreases, and certainly with this that we have um, that we see the value of acts of generosity and you know, have ample opportunities to perform you know, such wholesome acts and you know, reap you know, the karmic results accordingly. And may, you know, this, may these acts of generosity also you know, contribute you know, to our eventual realization of the peace of nibbana. And this is it for now.